Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. We have a cornucopia of topics to cover today, including updates from the FASB's most recent meeting to the latest from the SEC covering their most recent investor bulletin on LIBOR, as well as changes to the review period for national exchanges listing rules around executive clawbacks. We also have updates from the sustainability front, including an update on where the SEC stands with its climate-related disclosure rule and developments around other domestic sustainability reporting bills in California. Adam, start us off by telling us what was on the table for the latest FASB board meeting. Yeah, happy to, Matt. So the FASB held their most recent meeting last week to discuss prioritization of their agenda. As part of the meeting, the board specifically addressed an agenda request submitted collectively by each of the big four accounting firms to be considered by the FASB's Emerging Issues Task Force. At the center of their request, they asked the task force to consider how induced conversion accounting applies to certain settlements of convertible debt instruments that occur on terms that differ from the stated contractual conversion provisions. As a result of that request and discussions held by the board, it was decided that a project would be added to the Emerging Issues Task Force agenda to improve the relevance of existing induced conversion accounting guidance. The project scope will focus on the applicability of the induced conversion guidance to the early settlement of convertible debt instruments. That's exciting. The task force is looking at that. Yeah. Now, moving right along to some SEC news. The SEC recently issued an investor bulletin highlighting the ongoing transition from LIBOR. While the transition away from LIBOR has been in the news for the past few years, including the FASB issuing a specific accounting standard to help with the accounting implications of modifying agreements with LIBOR-related provisions, many investors may still not have this looming change on their radar. This bulletin highlighted specific considerations for investors that may hold various asset types with ties to LIBOR. These investments could include certain mutual funds, ETFs, closed-end funds, business development companies, municipal and corporate bonds, and individual stocks that may be LIBOR-based financial instruments or have exposure to such instruments. For impacted instruments, the replacement rate will be a SOFR-based rate. Other LIBOR-based financial instruments that already provide for a clear transition from LIBOR may have other non-SOFR-designated replacement rates, such as the U.S. prime rate. Certain LIBOR rates are already phased out, including the one-week and two-month U.S. dollar LIBOR, which ceased at the end of 2021. The remaining tenors of U.S. dollar LIBOR are scheduled to cease publication after June 30th, 2023. Yeah, and speaking of the SEC, the commission also recently announced it was extending the time period for its review of the proposed rule changes by national exchanges relating to executive incentive compensation clawbacks. The rule changes were proposed by the national exchanges, including the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ, in accordance with the SEC's final rule on listing standards for recovery of erroneously awarded compensation, or what's commonly referred to as the executive clawback rule. Upon the SEC's approval of the changes to the listing standards, issuers would have 60 days to adopt a corporate recovery policy that complies with the new rule. The extended review period taken by the SEC was necessary to allow the Commission sufficient time to consider the proposed amendments and the submitted public comments. 
At the end of this period, the SEC must either approve, disapprove, or institute proceedings to determine whether to disapprove the proposed rules. If the SEC approves the proposed amendments on the extension deadline, which would be June 11th, listed companies would have until August 10th to adopt Dodd-Frank compliant mandatory clawback policies. However, the SEC could extend the compliance to a later date, but is under no obligation to do so. Impacted companies on those exchanges should watch this one closely and ensure they are moving forward with implementing necessary policy changes to satisfy their exchange listing standards. Thanks, Adam. And rounding us out this week, we have several sustainability reporting matters to touch on, starting with the SEC's proposed climate rule. Yeah, that's right, Matt. If you thought you missed the news on the expected final rule being issued, you're not alone. The SEC still has yet to issue their final rule for the proposed climate-related disclosures for registrants. And while many expected a final rule to be issued in April of this year, as outlined on the regulatory agenda of the SEC, that time period has obviously come and gone. As of our recording today, no updates have been provided on a revised timeline. However, like many others, we will continue to monitor development here closely. And while we patiently wait for how the SEC rule impacts registrants here in the U.S., there are other sustainability reporting rules at a state level that may also impact companies. Two new bills in California would impact thousands of companies and require them to track and disclose their greenhouse gas emissions and climate risks. The two bills, the Climate Corporate Data Accountability Act and Climate Related Financial Risk Act, issued as part of California's Climate Accountability Package, may be relatively unheard of to many, but could be significant if passed. Yeah, each of the two bills have its own unique considerations of who is it scoped into the requirements. And while many of the reporting obligations are similar to the SEC's proposed climate rule, one significant difference with the California bills is the applicability to both public and private businesses that do business in the state. The California legislature is expected to act on the proposed bills by the end of the California's 2023 legislative session in September. Interestingly enough, in 2022, a similar bill came within one vote of passing on the assembly floor. Since then, the coalition of businesses and advocates supporting the bill has grown significantly, improving its odds of passing this go around. The two bills will go to the Senate Judiciary Committee on April 18th before moving to the floor for a vote. And that rounds us out for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.